Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet hosted by three guys whose names don't translate. It's the Noobs and the Hoobian. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, all three of our names are basically just words. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are Hebrew, but that's okay. And not to mention reason generally does translate. <laughs> yeah. So. It doesn't translate in people's minds when it's time to spell. It's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 83, covering series six, episode seven, a good man goes to war. This is the one where the doctor, Amy, and Rory find out who River is. Oh, the doctor yeah. calls in favors across the galaxy to rescue Amy and her baby, only to find out that the baby wasn't really there. And actually, she's River Flippin' Song. Oh, yeah! Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Turned into a Slim Jim. <laughs> I was thinking Kool-Aid Man, but yeah, same thing. Uh, this was story number 218, originally airing June 4th, 2011, to 7.51 million viewers, written by... Stephen Moffat, our favorite, our of course, man. and directed by Peter Hoare. Uh, this was a couple of a couple of bits of random trivia. Uh, season six, episode seven. This episode was also the seven hundred and seventy seventh episode of Doctor okay, Who to then. air. Wow! Unfortunately, nobody noticed it until after the fact. So there are zero puns about seven in the episode there's like no references or anything because it was noticed after the fact that's unfortunate there were supposed to be more soldiers in the doctor's army that makes sense if you think about it the ones that show up it's kind of weird yeah it's like why are you why Uh, well no they have a favor for the doctor here's the thing though for the jadoon to sort of randomly show up is like okay like, we, we know the Jadoon for yeah. the Silurians. Okay, but that particular Silurian? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then no other um, um, Sontarans, just Strax. We've yeah. never met Strax before. We've never met uh, Vostra before. We've never met Jenny before. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, but then we do have, like, the return of Captain Avery. Yeah. And his his crew. There's so there's some, there's some interesting stuff there. Apparently, Ood Sigma was not only was he originally there, supposed to be there, he was there, but the scene was cut. Oh. So I don't I, I didn't catch if it was if it was filmed and it was deleted or if it just like was cut from the script before it ever got filmed. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it seems like if they got a guy into an Ood costume that they would have left that in because that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. probably a lot of work. Uh, Captain Jack Harkness was originally in the script. Why didn't Sad. they? they this makes kept perfect them. sense, does it not? Yeah. yeah. John, like, I'm surprised they had so many characters that have shown up before, but like none of the old companions the way that other end game episode did. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that was the that was the point of this one. The last one was like Infinity War, like. And then this one was like in game. Yeah, that, that was but like, theory. Kind of not as revolutionary. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't a reassembling of characters yeah. that we already knew. It was an introduction of three awesome characters. By the way, yeah, you know, Vastra and and Jenny are cool and awesome, and Strax is flipping hilarious. <laughs> and uh, but but we don't know them. And Wait, doesn't Strax die? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, he's dead by the end of the episode. Yeah. What I mean is we don't know him prior to this episode. Yeah. So it wasn't quite like that last time that all of the, the that all the previous were, companions exactly. and everybody yeah. that we've known. So it was, I, I guess it was back. originally that idea and then some of it didn't work. For example, uh, Jack Harkness couldn't make it. John Barrowman, who uh, plays Captain Jack, mm-hmm. was busy filming an episode or, or maybe a miniseries for Torchwood. So and he, he could. couldn't be there for it. Um, and oh. I've got I've got a fun little tidbit about him uh, later on in just a minute. Uh, the term, uh, excuse me, the title was A Good Man Goes to War. Mm-hmm. V- alternate titles were Demons Run. Yeah, uh, oh, and, and another one that I just forgot. But the, the title, A Good Man Goes to War, apparently is a little bit purposefully ambiguous. We, where do we hear some conversation, not the poem, Okay, but some conversation about a good man. Uh, One of the people, all of a sudden I can't remember. uh, Oh, oh, Madam Kavarian says that the doctor has rules and uh, that's the problem with good good men is they have too many rules. What Mm -hmm. did the doctor say? Do y'all remember his response? I don't remember the exact words. He said, uh, he said basically... Today is not a good. Oh, no, no. He said good men don't need rules. And today is not a good day to find out why I have so many. So what is the implication? What is the doctor saying? I'm not a good man. He's not a good man because he needs rules, right? Yeah. So do you remember the fake outs that we had in this episode? Yeah. Where Amy was talking to Melody as a baby and saying, you know, there's this man who's out there. And he's the last of his kind and he looks young, but he's really ancient and, you know, yeah. and he's always coming for us and, and blah, blah, blah. And then it turns and she says, and, and he's your father. Wait, what? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and he, she, she even says, you know, um, he has a name, but on earth we call him something different or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, and then it turns out big reveal. It's the yeah. last centurion. Yeah. It's Rory. Mm. And yeah. And Rory's that was also old because so he's 2000 years old. The good man who went to war may actually refer to Rory. Rory. That's what I figured. How cool is that? Oh, oh okay. You just figured that mm-hmm. out. You just figured oh, that out. I figured that, that in the... was f- on the, the cover of the episode. When yeah, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, good man, that's the doctor. And then the opening yeah. scene with him, like, kicking butt, I was like, okay, it's Rory. Yeah. And especially so, with the fake out, it's like, oh, well, if you thought it was the doctor, it's definitely Rory now, because all they want to do is fake you out what? this whole episode. Wasn't yeah. The, yeah, there was another there fake was out. Another the fake there was another fake out. It was like... Amy says, doctor, you always leave us in the dark. Please tell us something. It's it's our baby. Tell us something. It's mine. And he turns around and says, it's mine. <laughs> it's <laughs> totally right. triple. What? The, what? <laughs> the <laughs> cradle. Yeah, the cradle. It's mine. I was like, whoa, what? Because even Amy and Rory went, what? <laughs> there was something else we watched recently that did stuff like that. And every time you're like, what? And then they clarify. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is, please. Cool story. Uh, (laughs) Guys, News in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management. And as always, where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Don't forget to use your code to get 15% off your entire order. Just head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com and use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off of everything you throw in your basket. All right, so that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, The name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, at least twice. Uh, so a good man goes to war 
comes from a shortened, it's a sh- an abbreviation of this line, Demons Run When a Good Man Goes to War, which Dorian, the big blue guy, yeah. uh, tells us that's the, that's the saying. By the way, it's an old saying, the oldest saying. And then at the end, you have River reciting the whole thing. Right. So she she's, you know, demons run when a good man goes to war and then it like keeps going, you know, and the child is lost and and, you know, and all these kinds of things. So um, and she knows it because she experienced it. Uh, yeah, well, it's also just kind of a dramatic reading, you know, like uh, uh, what do they call it? Voiceover, mm-hmm. you know, describing kind of what's happening in a very poetic way and everything. So we got the, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue twice mm-hmm. in that uh, in a short version uh, and then a long version. So uh, the creature of the week, I went with the headless monks on this one. There were plenty that we could discuss, but the headless yeah. monks were kind of the, 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 the big one. Yeah. yeah. So um, we heard about the headless monks the last time. By the way, by the way, did y'all make the connection that um, this force, right? These Marines, these these soldiers are the we've seen them before. Did y'all make that connection? No. no. In the time of angels. Oh, really? remember uh, uh, River was there with a with a unit of soldiers, and remember they were co- like their 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 leader was called Bishop, not Sergeant, and they were like, uh, oh gosh, what were they? They were called clerics, not you know private or soldier or whatever they're called, clerics, and this is that same group essentially. So remember in that episode. Uh, you know, Rory or Amy or one of them says mm-hmm. something about, you know, the church and, and the doctor's like, yes, it's, it's the, you know, 57th century or whatever. The church moved on, get over it or something. Wow. <laughs> so it's like the church became like a military power of some kind. Uh, apparently. Okay. Um, so in that episode, there was a brief reference to the headless monks. And mm-hmm. so then in this episode, you see like an expansion, not only of the headless monks, but also of, you know, this, this idea of the church in, you know, the 50, I think it's the yeah. 50, 50 mm-hmm. or something like that. Clerics with guns sounds intense. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so there was a theory that if Captain Jack had appeared, remember he was supposed to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Captain Jack would have been beheaded in the battle. Oh. And that's why the face of Bo oh. was just a head. Oh. That so, would make sense. Right, right, right. So, so whereas we, you know, get the implication that Dorium gets beheaded mm-hmm. uh, or not the implication. Like it's definitely what happened. They just didn't do it on screen. I mean, he cut off the head and then they had the little tie. Yeah. They like twisty tie the, the neck off like a balloon or something. But you could just see it, them cut it. And then he stood up and turned around and he had the twisty tie thingy. Who? What now? When Borum was walking after them, after they got, after he got his head cut off, they were like cut off his head, and then he stood straight up and turned around. Like there would have been no time to. Did I miss that? Tie it up, or is he confusing two things? I think you are. I don't remember. Yeah, the only time you saw the twisty tie next was when they pulled the hoods up on the platform. He the 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 colonel or whatever pulled the mm-hmm. hoods back on the two headless monks, and then the third one turned out to be the doctor. Yeah. We never saw Dorium's neck twisted off. We never saw it. Oh. Unless I'm forgetting it completely, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I would be forgetting yeah. it too then. <laughs> yeah. So at any rate, there there was a theory going around that that uh that, that would have happened and this it you know it's totally unconfirmed. And his head would have been really cool. On the body. Just the head. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so Can like clone the himself? head went on to live on its own, but then the body regrew another head. <laughs> so now there's like 
kind of two Captain Jacks out can, there? Then, can oh, he clone himself? Can, can the can the universe handle two Captain Jacks? <laughs> no, I say no. No, I say not, no. A, not a chance. <laughs> I say no. Also, while we're, while we're on the topic of headless monks, yeah. there was another psych out that I just remembered where oh, okay. like, he was being taken in and it was like, are you ready to make a donation and show a box? And then you heard a chink. chink. Yeah. And oh, it was yeah. just him closing the locker or whatever. Well, it was, it was his husband. Oh, was closing yeah, the locker. Yeah. So like that's de- like he definitely had his head cut off. Like that's definitely what happened. For but, a sec, yeah, I was, was like, great. "Is do they use a guillotine to cut the heads do off? Do they use a dull uh, <laughs> drawer? <laughs> that's a guillotine. A door. I would suck. <laughs> a dull drawer. This might take a little while. That's right. Uh, let's see. Bow ties are cool. We had Melody cooing at the doctor and, and carrying on a conversation with the doctor. And at one point, Melody coos and the doctor grabs his bow tie and says, no, it's not. It's cool. So I was like, oh, that totally counts. Yes. Uh, we didn't get any hats or anything. Um, we didn't get a Doctor Who in this episode. Again, this was, this probably wouldn't have been a good spot for it. No Geronimos. Kind of surprising. Yeah. You should have said that. I don't know when, but at he least oh, there were plenty of opportunities yeah, for, for of yeah, Doctor Who's and, and whatnots. But uh, needless sacrificial deaths. I wouldn't say there were any needless sacrificial deaths in yeah. this one because all the all the sacrificial oh, deaths yeah. that happened were off screen, and they were they were they were they were heroic, right? They were like yeah. holding the line to protect the baby. It yeah. turned out to not actually be there. Though but. there was the literal sacrificial death that was needless, but what which one? The one we just mentioned where. He goes in and then has his head cut off. Oh he yeah, he just. Oh, but that wasn't. But that wasn't sacrificial. Yeah. That was him walking up like, was, hey, I know these guys. Sacrificial. No, no, no. He's he's talking about uh, the marine that was. Uh, and you remember that you just said, "Are you prepared to give an offering or whatever?" Oh. That whole yeah. thing was because when the headless monks start dealing with a new group, that it's typical to for them to give someone over to join the the <laughs> order or whatever. So. Uh, Sounds like fun and interesting. So that was, I thought you were talking about when Boron or whatever was walking. Dorium? Dorium? How did I think Boron? Boron. I think you said that earlier too. Yeah, He's an element. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see. Eyepatch Lady. Uh, Yeah, so there was a, there wasn't an Eyepatch Lady sighting this episode. There was, she's there. (laughs) So we finally got to, yeah, we we finally got to to see her. Um, But we actually did also get an Eyepatch Lady sighting where, uh, in the ultimate last second of the psych out, we see her, you know, the hatch open in thin air this time, yeah. not even in a wall or something. And you guys thought that the that what she meant by fooling you twice the same way yeah. meant that that Amy was also a duplicate. Yeah. And then it turned out, no, the, the baby, baby was a, dupl- was a duplicate. duplicate. So that's why, Amy, that's why it was over Amy's shoulder yeah. because it was. Melody seeing her. So. If it was Amy, that would be like all sorts of inception. <laughs> we made a duplicate of the duplicate to make you think that you were real when you were actually dun, still dun, dun. a duplicate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Wait, happened. wouldn't that make the baby a duplicate because she gave birth? So that oh, yeah, would right. be a they flesh baby. baby at some point. Ew. So <laughs> it would be a flesh baby. Flesh baby. Um, so any, any more about the eye patch lady while we're, while we're kind of here talking about her. So um, she, we get her name, Madam Kavarian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't know anything about the eye patch. That's that's kind of yeah. That's it just, looked different in this episode to me. Did anybody like it, it, it just, looked black and everything else? But yeah. this time it definitely looked like metallic. Was and it like, on the other eye? No, I don't think so. No, no, no it wasn't. No, it was, it's always been on the right eye. Okay, but um, maybe it was just. 
because of the cross path of reality could have changed the look of it and such. Maybe. Sure. I, I don't know. But Or they just changed it. Yeah. But, <laughs> the product department said, yeah, let's the, upgrade this. But the in-universe, <laughs> that's would, right, that's that right. would be the explanation. So what do we know about Madame Kavarian? She took it to baby. She, <laughs> she took it to baby. Why? Because she is. What's the plan with the baby? Is what did you say, Trip? To make her weapon against the doctor. Turn her into a weapon against the doctor. <gasps> That's kind of. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for theories. Yeah. Okay, you go, just go make a note. Go make a note so you don't forget. Because he's like, I just figured it all out. <laughs> uh, so at any rate. Um, yeah, so she she is working with the church and with uh, the headless monks to lure the doctor in and all these kinds of things. Um, the the whole thing at Demon's Run was a trap, and it was a it was like a trap within a trap. I love, by the way, I love like a good heist movie or like espionage movie where like every time you think that the the you know, double team or the or the yeah. twist reveal has Triple been revealed. Double agent <laughs> with three plot twists. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's, there's uh, it, it can it can be done poorly. It can be like <laughs> like Pirates of the Caribbean two and three just devolved into that. It just like the entirety of Pirates. The 3, whole movie was plot twist. All of <laughs> Pirates three was twist turn backstab double agent secret thing in the hole you know like all this kind of stuff but this i thought was done well that she even down to when she said fooling you twice the same way is a privilege and the doctor says amy and then goes running out of the room even then you like, don't know what it it's is amy and then no it's the baby yeah and what's funny that is was- i um the first time watching this i didn't i didn't i was like what does she mean and i didn't i didn't have in mind at all that that Amy was was also a duplicate, but that's what you guys went to, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Because I'm sitting there watching you guys, <laughs> watching like, it all unfold in your minds, going, "They still don't know. This is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the eye patch lady is is trying to uh, destroy the doctor because, in her words, he is like this evil menace in the universe. So, like, yeah. imagine two Madame Kavarian, the doctor is like the Daleks yeah. or the Cybermen or, you know, oh, some yeah. force that has to be stopped at all costs. So that's kind of a, an interesting, an interesting take on the doctor. And you saw it. Did y'all notice it rattle him? Yeah. You know, they're like, he's like me, you know, uh, uh, Vastra says, even? Uh, the, the doctor says, why, why does she think she can weaponize a time Lord? And Vastra says, well, they've seen you. And he's like me. And he's just devastated by that idea. And then River comes along later and just hammers that into his face. Literally. I mean, right? She just like hammers it home that like, look at what your name has become. I think I'm getting ahead of myself here. So yes. Um, Other stuff we noticed. um, uh, Maybe one of my favorite lines. Definitely my favorite line in this episode. Maybe my favorite line in the season so far. We're the thin, fat, gay, married Anglican Marines. Why would we need names (laughs) as well? (laughs) I'm the thin one. He's the fat one. That's awesome. So that apparently that's all you need is when you're already the gay, married Anglican Marines. All you need then is which one's the thin one, which one's the fat one. Okay. If one of them was ginger, we'd be done. (laughs) Yeah. So. 
Uh, let's see. The doctor. Oh, the doctor was referred to as a goblin and a trickster in the Pandorica opens, and in this episode, the Colonel guy, what, Colonel Runaway, uh, <laughs> said he is not a god. He is not a goblin. He is not a trickster. Are you sure about and it's that? Like, uh, but maybe he is. <laughs> and uh, we have reference to again because this was also referenced in. The Time of Angels, we have reference to the papal mainframe herself. Because okay. <laughs> the Pope uh, is now... A computer. A yes, computer. A, a simulated female AI yeah. uh, is what the Pope has has become apparently 3,000 years hence. So, again, I mean, the church has, the church been, has moved on. <laughs> the church has become demons that will kill you with electric swords oh, yeah. and learn oh, yeah. dark magic. Yeah. What the heck was that all about, by the way? Like the They monks. have like electric <laughs> swords. When 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 the, the all the soldiers like drew weapons, right? Space guns. They yeah. were like kind of guns, but then they're described as having energy packs, not bullets. It's, and it's then the, like um uh firefly. The uh, guns, right, right. They look like normal guns, but they shoot lasers. It's, it looks like, exactly like a twenty two rifle, but it goes pew. <laughs> yeah. shoots so in in this we have kind of the same thing and then the monks respond with almost lightsabers, lightsabers. <laughs> like samurai and swords with crackling red and like, laser swords and yeah. like uh palpatine shoots electricity except it was with them it was red energy yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, also they had the also how did their hoods stay how they were without a head uh magic <laughs> i mean <laughs> Spacey wacy technology. Yeah. Magic is just science we don't understand. This is correct. All right, so let's move on down to who's who. So we have who is Rory. This is the single best cold open to a Doctor Who episode ever. Come at me. Okay. I don't want to. I, I, want, no, <laughs> I want no debate about this. This is the best opening to a Doctor Who episode ever. Shall I repeat the question, Rory says, as the ships explode around him in the background. It's like the doctor has something to say to you. Also, I have a question. Yes, I have a message from the doctor and a question from me. And I love, oh my gosh, somehow he got a V in the word where. He's like, where is my wife like the the v uh, the, the the w buzzed that both of those my uh, yeah it's oh man it's amazing um and you know all of that happening on the heels of the fake out of amy telling melody about her dad you know like that whole yeah. thing because it, I, did i tell you guys about rory did i tell you guys what yes. did i tell you yes. what did i tell you okay best right. companion yet yeah oh yeah just, too bad amy oh yeah <laughs> too bad rose oh yeah too i bad, just love Mickey. that no one like you anyway he's now so. he's now gone. <laughs> he's now gone to the point where he is staring down the cybermen in a roman centurion costume <laughs> And While like, spaceships explode over his shoulders. My favorite part Shall about I that part. Shall I repeat the question? Yeah. My favorite part of that is that he stands there motionless. While those ships just and like the explosions multiply and grow, and he just calmly says, "Shall I repeat the question?" I love it. Um, like the most calm way possible. And then just, and you then, call that calm. And then Shall contrast I the question. Contrast that at the end of the episode with him going, "Oh God, I was going to be cool. I wanted to be cool." <laughs> So, Mighty Warrior facing uh-huh. down the cyber controller himself uh, while things explode around him, calm, cool, and collected. But when it comes to his baby girl, he's a pile of mush, God. as he should be. So, um, oh, a pile doctor. of mush, which is what it turns out the baby was. Oh, gosh. Why <laughs> did you say that? 
You no one noticed everything. until you sat there. I noticed. I would have known. Kept us in the. Please keep us in the dark. Don't. I must also, what did my they, misery with me. What did they use for that? Like a glue balloon? I don't know, man. It, it looks like she squeezed like a glue balloon yeah, all over her. Something like that. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Rory. Uh, oh, the doctor talks about. Uh, we get a quick recap of the do- of Rory's character development so far he wasn't even there in the beginning then he was dead then he didn't exist then he was plastic (laughs) so the first time they were you know together in the in the tardis was (gasps) on their wedding night oh no you know so i just love that he wasn't even there then he was dead (laughs) just skip over you know anything he did between not being on the tardis and then dying in his third adventure or whatever and then he's like and then then he was plus universe yeah but that's a story for another day yes it was kind of cool you know he gets almost braggy there you know so all right uh who is amy i didn't i didn't write anything here but we got to talk about amy he amy had wow Amy had a time uh, this episode, right? <laughs> She's like a hostage. Uh, she knows the doctor and Rory are coming for her. Um, she, you know, I love, I love the bit, uh, the interaction that she had. Oh gosh. Now I can't think of the girl's name. The soldier that made the prayer yeah. leaf. What was her name? Uh, yeah, that one. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> professional. She here. had, she had her moment where she's like, talking about the prayer leaf or whatever and she's like this is a heritage and he'll always come back can i have your gun right that's the moment <laughs> why because i have a feeling you're gonna not stop talking you're gonna keep talking yes that's right um yeah amy um, and then she takes it in the end is all nice about it yeah well she's she all realized. stale and cold and bitter and you got, then you got her name totally no. fine oh, i thought you i thought you were pulling no that. <laughs> no, Corbin's too late. I'm too lazy. Well that. done, son. Uh, so, at any rate, yeah, she had she had that moment there, and then, um, gosh, like, you know, there was a part where she pulled away from the doctor, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, is this going to be a turning point? And and Jenny said it wasn't his fault, and she's like, I know, I know, you know. So it's like <laughs> I know, but I'm just not happy right now. So get away and and that get kind of thing. And her baby popped like a balloon. Oh, jeez. Pile of mush. Um, also, like the only thing that has ever done that is the Sonic. So why did it randomly pop right there? They turned, severed the connection. Thing turned. Madam Kavarian oh. turned off the connection. Uh, is, is, is what I'm assuming happened. Wait, uh, does that mean the baby was controlling the flesh? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And right. Madam Kavarian said, wakey, wakey. Right? So she, oh, she no. woke the baby up. And disc and and sever the connection, so that's why, yeah. The wakey, wakey. baby, yeah. No, the baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pile of bush. Right, so. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the doctor. Who is the doctor? Um, what we were just talking about—that whole exchange there, where he comes up and he says, in the the you know the tradition of of tenant, I am so sorry. Right? Did y'all notice as he's walking up, he is just wringing his hands. He is just so like you can tell he just feels like garbage um, that uh, that all this happened. And like we said, you know, like as Jenny said, it wasn't his fault. But the doctor always kind of feels you know responsible for the people in his care and that kind of thing. So, however, we haven't seen him uh, this vindictive since 10 trapped a little girl in a mirror for all of eternity. <laughs> um, he <Gosh>. is, <laughs> that, that episode is still. Well, I mean, think about it. He, like, and throw um, a 
girl Remember, into the vortex right. and trapped a guy. He wanted to live forever, so I made him. <laughs> As a scarecrow or whatever. Um, how about his his scene with Colonel Runaway? He yeah. he got in that dude's face. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you know, when, when children laugh and knock on your door and torment you because they found the home of Captain Runaway, you tell them whether or not it's a good idea to threaten the people I love to, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's like, oh, look at me. I'm angry. That's new. And then he says the scariest line I think I've ever heard the doctor utter. I, I really don't know what's going to happen now. I'm like, oh man! <laughs> and he's just got this look I really don't in know his what's eyes. Yeah, I'm really not sure what's going to happen now. I'm like, <gasps> he's going to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, Crabs when, next, pulls out like. That's when Kovarian is like, okay, give the order <laughs> right now. Like, we're done here. So bye, bye, bye. Uh, we, move along. We already talked about uh, good men don't need rules. Today is not the day to find out why I have so many. Right? That's 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 that. Mm. There's so much going on in that line. There's so much going on in that line there's like ethical moral stuff happening in the background of good men don't need rules and then saying he's not a good man uh oh we found out that uh, he speaks baby yeah uh. i'll go ahead and let you know this is not the last time this is going to play in and it's <laughs> even funnier the next time we see it it's uh, strange though how he doesn't <laughs> speak baby back he speaks english to the baby and apparently the baby understands uh, apparently yeah even the though it's well, they say you they say that that the There's ability to old. understand language develops before the physical ability to speak does within the mouth. Like yeah, this baby seems like he's probably a few weeks old. She, she, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, well, it, nah. it's spacey wazy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> There's a moment where uh, you know he pulls out the cot and or what we would call a cradle or a bassinet yeah. or something, and. Amy says, have, uh, do you have children, doctor? And he says, no. And she's, well, he says, you know, beat, beat, sad doctor. <laughs> no. And then she says, have you ever had children? And then he just like totally changes the subject, <laughs> you know. Hmm? What? Nothing. Uh, what? Hmm? Uh, let's see. So oh, the universe ending inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving right along. The uh, Vastra has uh, the moment with the doctor where she she describes her understanding of what he has told her about the Time Lords. She says the Time Lords became what they are after exposure to the time vortex, to the un... un filtered oh, schism. Is it, it's not yeah. unfiltered. It's untempered. untempered. I looked it up yesterday. Schism. The untempered schism. And the doctor says, yes, after billions and billions of years. So this kind of gets to the question of what is the deal with Time Lords? Like, Wait, are, so are they human? N- no. No. No, no, no. They are not. from a different planet. They're from Gallifrey. Remember, they don't look human. We look time lord. Time lord. Yeah. Uh, but the idea, and we've talked about this briefly before. How there's other people what, that live on Gallifrey, but right. time lords. The idea that there are time lords and there are Gallifreyans, and yeah. every time lord is a Gallifreyan, but not every Gallifreyan is a time lord. Yeah. Is it like and a what the caste is? system, where you're born as a time lord or just a normal Gallifreyan? Well, have we, what's special I think about when you time lord the, DNA? The we saw untempered schism. Or there whatever. you go. We saw. The master, as a child, stare into the untempered schism, right? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the whole thing that, that, that drove him mad? But and the whatever? billions of years line makes it seem like Time Lords have always been doing this and it alters their DNA. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's the idea that after billions of years of exposure to the Time Vortex, all Gallifreyans as a species have the ability to become a Time Lord. But the, and then there's some other be- nudge. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. As I, like I, staring into so. the untempered schizophrenia. I think that this is something that is not clear in who. Probably yeah. It's not just our lack of under, uh, our lack purposeful. of, you know, episodes and things. I think it's just not ever been made cl- 100% clear. It's just kind of one of those things that every now and then we'll get a tidbit like this, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the doctor tells, um, the, the girl whose name we didn't look up. <laughs> There's yet. too many characters in this. <laughs> uh, the doctor tells, she says, you don't remember me. And he says, yes, of course I remember you, Lorna. That was her name, Lorna. Ah, okay. He says, just about of course that. I remember you, Lorna. I remember everyone. And I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting. Is that, that entirely true, Doctor? I mean, huh, nope. it seems like it. It seems like the Possibly. people that he interacts with, he seems well, to he care very a- deeply about. He asked right after, who was she? So it seems like yeah, he was either asking him, like, who was she? Or who I think, was I think, what, I think what he was saying is like, Okay, so he, remember her whole thing was 30 yeah. seconds of the doctor is the only exciting thing that ever happened on the Gamma Forests, right? Yeah. So apparently he didn't interact with her for very long. So he didn't know her. who she was yeah. and it's why not she like was a here. Or right. He saw her as a little girl. Yeah. Earlier in her life. Yeah. Just and helping Now her she's there and she's in a, she's in one of the Marines outfits. Like, what's going on? Um, outfits, uniforms. Like, what's <laughs> the deal with that? Who was she? Not yeah. what was her name. But it's it's kind of like the, um, Tom Bombadil situation where it's like, who are you? Oh, I'm Tom Bombadil. No, but who are you? Yeah. 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 Like, what? Okay. So that's your name, but tell me about who you are. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. We have doctor, the word for healer and wise man. River says, we get that word from you. But if he, but if you continue on, what might that word come to mean to the people of the gamma forests? The word doctor means mighty warrior. And remember, we got a hint of that earlier in the episode when Lorna said, I, I became a soldier to meet the doctor. And she's like, why, why would army, you do that? You joined an army against the doctor so you could meet him. Yeah, and and he says she says, well, how else would you meet a mighty warrior? And uh, Amy says he's not a mighty warrior. And she says, well, then why is his name Doctor? Because what? on her planet, that's like the same thing. Yeah, that's synonymous, or that's what the word Doctor even means. Like you know, if your name was Doctor, they would assume that you help with medical aid and stuff. That's interesting, though. If his name is Doctor, and that's where we get the word, does that mean Doctor is Gallifreyan? Because TARDIS couldn't translate it into that language if there was no word for it already. Uh, the but that's Doctor not his is name. not his name. Yeah, you're right, Trip. Yeah. Well, that's what he goes by, but does yeah. that but mean Gallifreyan? But the Master goes by the Master. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That might be a word that does translate or something. But the Master goes by the Master, and that's not why... Master is a thing, right? He's just not like known throughout the universe. The way if the they get is. that word from him, uh-huh. then the TARDIS wouldn't be able to translate it to a word because it didn't exist until he right. came around. Wait, a- yeah. if Amy yeah, and Rory exactly. were traveling in the TARDIS, doesn't the TARDIS like go into your brain and make it so you can understand other things? Then why couldn't they understand the baby? Yeah, that was. Um, all I could think is that is that the TARDIS can't translate baby, but the doctor speaks baby yeah. anyway. That sort of sounds uh, yeah. like... he says, I speak sense. everything. Yeah. That sort of sounds like, like how, like maybe the TARDIS gets the translation matrix from the doctor. Possibly. He helps power but that. The, the, but that the, remember, the that... TARDIS can't translate Gallifreyan, right? Yeah. But the doctor can speak Gallifreyan. 
So presumably, so maybe there's, presumably he is. Yeah, maybe there's things that he can. You know, there's languages he speaks that even the TARDIS doesn't translate. I don't know. Such as baby. <laughs> Such as Wait, baby. But so. the TARDIS was made on Gallifrey, so why can't it translate Gallifrey? Yeah, that is. So that doesn't. I matter. think that's. I think that's just supposed to shroud Gallifrey in even more mystery. Mm. Yeah, like their language is so complex and billions of years old that it can't even translate. You know? Apparently. And by the way, that's also that's also a common sci-fi trope when with aliens. You know, it's like, well, what is your name? And you know, like it's impossible think, to pronounce by humans. Exactly, it's yeah. Bob. I think that was. I think Spock said that one time where it yeah. was like. You know, what is your first name, Mr. Spock? And he's like, you know, you would not be able to pronounce it. Or it's like, what sounds can you make that we can't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, who? That's my name. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> who is River Song moving right along? She's Melody Frickin' Pond. Amazing. Technically, River Song, Melody, Melody Williams. Pond. I just, I, I told the boys afterwards, so, I wish I had been running video. Had I known the reaction that y'all were going to have to this, I would have started doing video because Trip had like a grand a seizure. seizure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that, when he that started seizing up on the couch, when he heard that, he's yeah. like, what? When, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. When she turned over the leaf and it said the word river, uh-huh. Did y'all still not fully get what was happening? No, I did get it. No, then. when she handed over the leaf, I was like, okay, that it's yeah. River Song. Okay, when I okay when when it's when it changed into River on screen, I looked at you guys, and I guess maybe it was even even understanding what was happening. You didn't understand what was happening because y'all were just yeah. like dumbfounded, just like. What is going on? Like Corbin had like both hands on his mm-hmm. temples, like, like my brain, something my brain. I only just pieced together. She says, I haven't seen this crib in a long time to throw you off and make you think she's um um a she, doctor's mom. But no, it's because it was I her thought. crib all along and I didn't even put that Wait, together. Wait, back, uh, back up, now. what about the doctor's mom? Say it again. Well, when she said I haven't seen this crib in a long time, I'm like Oh, oh it's so the doctor's mom. The doctor's mom. <laughs> Which is no, why it was her crib. He was like, but we so I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> so, That's his mom. <laughs> so here's here's what I don't get, though. And maybe this was just another example of a psych out is she said, can't you read? And then the camera pointed at the side of the crib, which had Gallifrey and showed Gallifreyan. Yeah. And the doctor went, <gasps> oh, my and gosh. So presumably he was looking at the prayer cloth. Yeah. But the camera I was, I felt like that was a little too misleading. Like if the camera had shown from an angle where you saw the prayer leaf and the side of the crib. I didn't but get it, that. It pointed at the side of the crib and zoomed in. Yeah. And I was and like, then, what's happening? There? And then turned and zoomed in at the front. Uh, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it was like really focused on the Gallifreyan. And then there was the whole thing about, oh, it's Gallifreyan. It doesn't translate, but this will. So, so you did. guys just made a connection that I did not make until y'all just said this. Y'all said, "Here's I haven't seen that in a long time." You're saying it was her crib. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that connection until just now. There's so Wait, much. She de- was. I did not get that because they put the Melody in that crib oh for a gosh. couple of minutes. Holy crap! Ugh, all the fake ass. I didn't ever get the I didn't ever get the mother vibe that y'all did. That's cool though. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that's a cool. I wonder if that was intentional 
that you guys were, yeah. were picking up on something they were laying yeah. down there. So, um, yeah. That was confusing because I was like, okay. oh my goodness, it's his so, mom. No, it's Melody. That's I d- uh, so apparently, <laughs> Stephen Moffat wrote a fake ending to this episode. And um, when the production staff on set heard River say, it's me, I'm Melody, the production staff lost their minds. Wow. Because they didn't know. That's how tightly wrapped they kept this secret. I guess. Wow. I'm wondering who did know. I mean, Matt Smith had to have known. Otherwise, he couldn't have played that scene the way he did. Yeah. Oh, but you and I... Which is <laughs> my favorite. I love his whole his whole reaction. Oh, oh, but you, uh, but we, oh, <laughs> just like, yeah. like you're talking about all the connections. All the connections happened at once in his mind yeah. on a level we can't even comprehend. Fire in his head. <laughs> so, um, so Matt Smith had to have known. Yeah. Alex Kingston obviously knew. River obviously mm. knew. I wonder if Rory and Amy knew. If, was that actually <laughs> that was their If their Arthur face. and yeah, and 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 uh, Karen actually knew, or if they found out when all the production staff did, it's I, like a good place. I I would have fell over and died. Huh? Yeah. I oh my gosh. I, I just I can't even imagine. Like if I was the actor, I would have been like, okay, we need to reshoot this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, put this in blue. I, I told you guys one time before about um about when they did that on what was that show? Was it Dallas? Where they where they killed the guy, and then it turned out it was that dream. the whole scene, yeah. the whole season was a dream, mm-hmm. and that when they filmed the the big reveal, that they filmed it as though he was doing a soap commercial, like that's how under lock and key they did that, you know. So I love when 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 shows and productions are able to spring something on you like that that you cannot see coming. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so apparently even the production staff was blown away by this one. Anything else we want to explore with River? Before, before we head on, well, I'll wait for the. Let's do that in the series. All right. Okay. All right. Very, very well. Very well. All right, guys. Just a quick moment to remind you that Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we're doing and want to give a little value back, here's how you can do it. Just head on over to uh, Patreon.com/slash/Noobs and the Hoovian and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media. You can start with as little as a dollar as a month, and the sky is the limit from there. So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/Noobs and the Hoovian and jump in with your support today. All right, so that brings us down to our classic Who connections, or Jared is going to cor- correct my grammar as we begin here. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for A Good Man Goes to War. Or maybe I should say for this one, classic Who connection. There's really one, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say one and a half. It's going to be short today. The Cybermen that are seen in the episode right at the beginning uh, with Rory coming in there, these were supposed to be, if my research is correct, I didn't get this directly from the episode, I got it from actually Wikipedia, Um, and if my research is correct, uh, the Cybermen are supposed to be from Mondas, uh, which is the original planet 
of the Cybermen. So in New Who, we, we mostly see the Cybermen uh, from back in Rise of the Cybermen and th- those episodes where they're introduced. They're from a parallel world that have come to Earth. So they, they formed on Earth in a parallel world, parallel universe, and uh, came through the void, as you might remember, in, in, into Earth. And so, but but in classic Who, the Cybermen originally are from the planet Mondas, and unfortunately, that's the original Cybermen episode, which is a lost uh, lost serial, and so we we don't have a whole bunch of information uh, that is readily available, easily seen about that. But uh, but that's uh, for for whatever reason, the Cybermen that he's visiting, they they. Uh, intended that to be not the Void Cybermen, but the uh, but the Mondas Cybermen. And uh, finally, okay, so this is maybe reaching a bit, uh, and I can't totally confirm it yet. I didn't have a whole lot of time to watch a bunch of episodes and see if I'm right. But when the TARDIS is landing, when well, when the Doctor is going to assemble his army of uh, all these people who owe him favors, and the TARDIS is landing in the battle and picking up Strax, uh, the TARDIS sound, it just sounded different to me than we normally hear in Classic Who. And I went back to An Unearthly Child, and it sounded a lot more like the TARDIS sound uh, that is actually from the takeoff in An Unearthly Child. So the landing sound... Uh, sounds to me more like the takeoff sound from an unearthly child. And I don't know if that's supposed to be because the Santarans are a classic Who enemy, if that's supposed to be a callback. Uh, and I, I've i listened to some of the TARDIS sounds from New Who, and sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. So I don't really have a definitive uh, answer, but it's it's not the whooshing, you know that that that's always there. That's the classic Who knew Who. That's that's there, but there are these other surrounding sounds, uh, the these other sounds around it that are really you you hear them clear back to an unearthly child. So I think there's a connection there. I mean, there certainly is a connection there, but I think there's one that we don't ne- normally hear, and I'm not entirely sure why it's included. I found no information on this other than me, so maybe I'm just crazy. But uh, so great episode. I, I had a lot of fun with it, answered so many questions, threw out so many more new questions. Uh, but it was wonderful for the story arc and well done and love seeing all these people come together to, to work to fight for the doctor and for Amy and Rory. And so I'm going to give it nine out of ten rivers in the forest. And as far as a creep level goes, not terribly creepy, but there are some creepy parts. I mean, the, as a father, the idea of these people hunting a baby, hunt, hunting someone's baby, and trying to kidnap and and take it away—that's that, that's got a creep level to it. Uh, and especially then to find out you think you have your baby and it's uh, just a ganger baby, and that's kind of creepy uh, of an idea too. Um, not obviously not a bunch of jump scares and monsters and weird stuff like that going on but still had some creep to it especially psychologically so gonna give it 150 creep levels out of 500 so that's it uh thank you to wikipedia uh for uh helping with the information and uh thank you to noobs in the whovian for having me on and i look forward to bringing you more classic who connections next time all right, so uh, some good uh, good info there. I like that. Uh, I like that Jared was tracking down his own 
his own classic Con- who connection Con- there that he came up with on his own. His that, own conspiracies about the show. <laughs> yeah. So they and 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 didn't find anything. So either mm. uh, blazing new trails or you're just wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. One or the other. Um, and so he gave it a nine out of ten. Rivers in the forest. Uh, Trip. What are you gonna What are you gonna say here? I know I've been handing out tens over and over, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta, this is a ten, I have to say. You, you gotta be on this one with me because of, I love the amazing ending. That was amazing. That gave it like three extra points. <laughs> no, but oh, it, wow. it was already a nine until the last couple of scenes. I love the fake out with the baby. That was amazing because, I mean, not, the baby exploding that was sad and all but still that was amazing i loved rory's intro that was amazing yeah just this whole episode is packed full of action and doctor like disguised against one of the things is just all so elaborate this yeah this thing was just like one psych out one plot twist after another i think it started amazing it ended amazing Mm -hmm. uh just all throughout the doctor was being just uh, he's being the doctor that we love yeah. um i love the idea of him calling in favors and you know dorium saying you know <laughs> like uh you know what, what did he say like god help th- uh, his debtors oh, yeah. and then the tardis showed up for him you know and all these kinds of things so <laughs> what do you say i'm an old fat man or something yes he's i'm old i'm fat I'm Then <laughs> that disqualifies you. Like, what in the world? So, I mean, the uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 turns twistier than a headless monk's neck. Gosh. Oh, I didn't actually give my second thing. I'm going to go 10 There's... out of 10 adult babies. Oh, you didn't give your actual think, number? Think, think oh, about yeah. it for a second. Adult babies. Are you British? Why are you pronouncing it adult? <laughs> because Instead it sounds cooler adult. than adult baby. Adult babies? It does. Because, what's an adult because river? it was baby. Because river. Oh, oh, and okay. baby, because okay. okay. River was yeah. sure. Yeah, we saw. So we saw River as River a grown woman and yeah. a baby. She? No, remember she wasn't no. there. Yeah, right. and okay. and there's some thoughts that's, that that's part of why she wasn't there. Uh, so Corbin, what's your what's your overall score? Uh this one was really good, and I'm gonna say nine point five. Good men. 9.5 good men who don't need rules. All right, uh, creep level. Um, just a quick throwback um, if, in case we've got some new listeners that haven't uh, – we haven't addressed this in a while. But uh, way back when in like season one when nine yeah. was on – what was it? Base Station 1 yeah, or Base Station yeah. 5 or something like that. Uh, space Station. Space station? Yeah, there, was, there were 500 levels to it and it turned out that the top level – where we thought the walls were made of gold and everything was beautiful and wonderful turned out to be just a nightmare. Uh, and that where, one was a pretty creepy episode. Uh, yes, so. it was. And so we yeah. adopted a new creep level uh, measuring system. I don't know if we were doing creep levels before that. We were just doing it out of 10. I think were like, we doing well, it out of 10? Like the rating. Though I think it was, well, I, it was probably started in the second episode just because that one was so creepy, but I'm not too sure about that <laughs> But one. at any rate, uh, we decided that uh, we would do creep level out of 500 creep levels because 500 was the creepiest level in the station. So uh, Jared gave it 150 out of 500. Trip, what do you got? I think because of the twisty monks, the twisty, <laughs> the twist, not the twisty monks, the twisty monk Next. non-heads. Yeah, uh-huh. non-heads. That's going to give it, like, 100, and just the overall, I don't know, like, normal stuff, like... Pile of mush. Oh, gosh. Uh, 
All right, what's your creep level? 200. 200 out of 500. Um, I'm going to go pretty low. I, w- I would honestly say the only thing creepy in this episode uh, would be the would be the headless monks. Um, yeah. So we're, I'm going to give it but just the, I mean, 75. They're, they're like death lasers and sword laser thingies and their weird twisty heads and stuff. Yeah. That was the, the headless creepy. monks were pretty creepy, but yeah. pretty low level creepy. So I'm going to give it 75. Yeah. Corbin, what do you got? Uh, I thought it wasn't that creepy either, yeah. so I'm going to agree with you, 75. I also just checked, and we started creep levels in episode three. Wow. Two. That was that was early on. Yeah. So, so I'm just so a wimp. We started the rating system then, too. So Oh, really? So Unless was that episode we just two? didn't put it in the notes. Episode three. Did episode we even have I don't three? remember which one that was. Did we even have was. notes in? It, no. <laughs> yeah. Not not really. We yeah, have show notes. We barely we do did. Now, yeah. We might have done the creep levels and whatnot, and we just didn't even put it in there. I oh, remember no, doing okay. the Episode two was the end of the world. Episode right. three was the Unquiet Dead. That was the one uh, I was thinking about that was particularly creepy. But the Unquiet but did Dead didn't the, have with the, the space station. Levels? Uh, no, not at first. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, let me... Let me that was episode six. So the I Unquiet Dead is be, when we decided to do... The space uh, station. Yeah. Okay. We started. We started out of five hundred on the long game episode six. Our up until recently most popular, uh, most downloaded episode. Uh, for, for something. For whatever got, reason. Then yeah. it got yeah. passed by one zero and Shakespeare code. Yeah, the Shakespeare like code is, is currently on completely one random. Yeah. So all right, that brings us down to our theories section. My my current favorite segment on our show. Definitely. So what will happen with Eleven dying? Do you guys want to add, subtract, or anything like that? Corbin thinks this will be the end of series six, and they will avert Eleven's death. So everything that we saw gets undone. Trip thinks that the doctor we saw was a ganger. Do y'all want to change anything? Um. um no. I still. All right. Yeah. Who is the impossible astronaut? Corbin thinks it's the little girl. Trip thinks Which it's. Which wasn't wrong. Uh, it's not wrong. Well, we don't no, know we who the impossible astronaut we is. Well, true. we haven't answered that question yet. And we know River is the little. Is the baby. All right, hang, and we know the hang, baby is all right, the girl. So hang on. So the question. Uh, all right. So we've got, we've got multiple questions here. Who is the impossible astronaut? Who is the little girl? And who is River? So uh, let's take these in, in backwards order here. So what do we now know about who is the little girl? She is River. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you listeners, if y'all uh, didn't catch it in the episode, because it was kind of glossed by the doctor makes the connection of the flashbacks. Right. right that. The girl in the astronaut suit, Not we don't know that she's the one in the suit at Lake Silencio when he gets killed, but that same suit, when we saw it later in that story, right, that the little girl who was in it, that Amy almost shot, right, shot her in the helmet, but didn't hit the daughter. Shot her daughter. Yeah, 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 as it turns out. Um, So we know that that little girl, the doctor has the, makes the connections in his mind that the reason that she was able to break out of that thing and she was so strong and then we saw her uh, regenerate, even though the doctor didn't see that, the reason all of that stuff happened was because it's Melody and Melody does in fact have a time head, uh, right? There was yeah. something about Melody. Remember, Amy was worried because, you know, of all the exposure in the time vortex, could it do something to the baby, like give her a time head or something, right? Which was the case apparently. Yeah, so we know that the little girl is in fact... Melody Pond, who, you know, next question, who is River? She's Melody Pond, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So, so first of all, first of all, I want to point something out here. I want to point something out. Trip says, 
that he thinks that the doctor we saw die was a ganger. We've already said that. He thinks that the impossible astronaut is River. He thinks yes. the, the little girl is River. Yes. And Trip thinks it's obvious that she's married to the doctor. Uh, River. Who is River? Trip thinks it's obvious that she's married to the doctor. She's in Storm Cage because she killed a ganger of the doctor and she was put, put against, against the doctor. The doctor what does put she, against the doctor mean? She was, she was, she was turned into a weapon and put against the doctor, oh, okay. which is why she killed the doctor. Oh, okay. And which is why she's in jail. So I'm just going to point out here that, um, who, who is the, uh, who is the little girl? Trip thinks it's River. He nailed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You nailed that. And I think it's um, Amy's daughter. So Amy's daughter. So I also got that right. Well, uh, that was, I felt like oh, that was wow. kind of obvious. And I said her regeneration is a result of the time travel. Okay. So, so Corbin, right. Corbin's answer to who is the little girl, Corbin thinks it's Amy's daughter. And her regeneration and strength are the result of the time travel. So y'all were both right. It just took both of In your answers ways. to make all the yeah. No, y'all were yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all were y'all yeah. were both right, but it takes both of your answers um to get everything there. Um we we had down that we knew she's a time lord. Uh let's see. So what um who is River? Corbin thinks that she's married to the doctor. What do we know about that so far? Honestly, I still think that might be the case. Okay, Corbin still thinks she's married to the doctor. I have to agree. Okay, you said I'm she's changing this. She's no longer in Stormcage for killing someone. She killed the doctor. Because All she right? was in the suit? Yes. Because she was the little She's little the little girl. The little okay. girl is the impossible astronaut. Okay. She was sent on the mission to kill the doctor, and now she's in Stormcage because of it. Yes. So that's right. And the doctor theory. knew because River told that the doctor. That encompasses every single theory we have going on <laughs> right now. And the, and the doctor knows because River told the doctor. The doctor knows what? That he was going to die, which is why he knew when he came to that island or whatever. And he was a flesh. Wait. Wait. Wait, but flesh I'm trying can't to remember regenerate. what information y'all have seen. The this is always a problem for The you. flesh it can't regenerate. Can it? Because we saw it melt. Right. The flesh can't regenerate. Presumably. It can't presumably the, it can't regenerate. Which means it couldn't be the flesh... I mean, what says it can't? Well, no, because remember the the flesh that the flesh survived melted. No, 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 no. The flesh, the two flesh avatars that survived, or the one flesh avatar. Mm -hmm. No, the two that survived. Yeah. The doctor says you're now fully like settled out. Now you're you're equalized or or balanced or whatever word he said. Mm -hmm. So they essentially were human at that point. So it's conceivable so that the doctor, a flesh avatar of the doctor could stabilize that was the words could stabilize yeah. yes. and then therefore regenerate pretty much be a time lord yeah that's what it seems like seem yeah seems like that a la metacrisis level of of yeah. duplication here so all right so <clears throat> with all that in mind wait uh, i just realized something so so corbin you think that the uh you think that the impossible astronaut is the little girl trip AKA thinks river song okay yeah Okay. Who is is, uh, is uh, on the mission to kill the doctor? Kill uh -huh. the doctor. That's the mm -hmm. season finale, and that's why she's in Stormcage. Okay, because she killed the doctor. Write all that down, Dad. <laughs> gosh, yeah. I just realized something. What's that? When they clone the doctor, but as a different person, could that be the same technology as the Flesh? What? When um <laughs> on the doctor's daughter daughter, uh -huh. I was with Tennant. No, that wasn't the, Flesh. No. That was that was a different thing. That wasn't the flesh technology. I know what you're saying, but no. Okay. We, uh, well, let me put it a different way. We don't have any reason to think so. Remember, they didn't duplicate him. 
they made a different right. Person. They, they, they okay. had the whole offspring. Yeah, yeah they had the whole other word for it. Something genitor, uh, protogenitor, or something like that. And it was a thing was. that he knew about. Yeah, and stuff. Auto autogenitor was that what it was? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, and that one was... Uh, all right, so Corbin's putting a new section, Corbin's whole theory. Because <laughs> I, like I have enough. We awesome. also had time that we should have put in who is the baby. We should have put that in as a section. I mean, no, because that's kind uh, of well, no the real... who's the little girl. Well, not only that, there was no mystery about that. There was, there was nothing telling us that the baby... that. Amy's baby, baby was, was anything, anything that other than Amy's baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, except that uh, all happened in this the episode. There, not there, there, not there. Uh, well, true. But we were viewing that as more of a problem with Amy, which it turned out it was. Yeah. So there was nothing in particular that was like a mystery about the baby other than is there a baby, essentially. Yeah. So the whole Schrodinger's baby thing. So uh, we didn't have any uh, listener input this week. Uh, so the game plan is next week we are covering season six, uh, episode eight, Let's Kill Hitler. So uh, just to just to catch you back up, uh, or remind you rather, uh, season six, episode seven was the mid-season finale. And I, I never did uh, research this. Maybe I can do this uh, before we record the next episode. But... Uh, for some reason, they took like a two-month hiatus between episode seven and episode eight. And it was from – so this one was June 4th. Episode eight is like the last weekend of August. So there was this big gap in the middle or maybe it was the – I don't know. It was the middle of August, something like that. It was like six or eight-week gap uh, with, with no episodes. I have no idea why, uh, but that's what happened. And so uh, they, they finish up the series. So this one was an appropriate – here in America, we do this all the time. We have mid-season finales. So like we're watching yeah. season four of The Good Place. They just aired an episode last month, and then it was like kind of a cliffhanger moment, and then boom, there's nothing until like February or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this happens all the time. Uh, but so far with Doctor Who, that's not been the case. Um, next season, it's even weirder. It's hmm. and we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. So for us, we're just moving right on next week. I, uh-huh. I jokingly told the boys, "Okay, now we have to wait eight weeks." And they're like, "What? No!" It's like, "No, I'm just kidding." What about the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> no podcast. one likes the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens. I'm pretty sure Joan is right, fairly all sad. All right, listeners, you guys heard that. Now that's that's your challenge. That we didn't have any listener input, no new reviews. That was Trip's challenge. That we need to hear from you. Clearly, well, no let one us know, listens. Let us know if, if you, anyone likes the podcast if you don't contact us that means you don't listen to the podcast you might as well quit now (laughs) but many listens we get every single episode probably bots who knows yeah it's all (laughs) definitely uh so at any rate we're gonna be killing uh killing we're gonna be covering let's kill kill hitler we're gonna kill that episode it's gonna be amazing um so and then i think uh let me let me just double check because i think we're just in a mad dash to the end of the season aren't Which we? Is the same Don't thing that happened have... last nope, sorry. season nope sorry we've got uh next is let's kill hitler which is the mid-season premiere yeah. then we'll have night terrors uh, which, which was an episode after. that when I was rewatching a couple of weeks ago, I, I didn't like, but then like, I thought I didn't like it, but then when I watched it, I loved it. And I was like, what? Oh, why did I not think I liked this episode? <laughs> it was one that I remembered not liking. And then when, Night when terror I, terror sounds amazing. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, and then we're going to do a classic who rewind on the fourth doctor. And we're going to be covering, uh, the episode Genesis of the Daleks. The fourth one is Tom Baker. 
That is Tom Baker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be the first showing of Davros. This is the first episode or storyline where he shows up. And it is also, from what I hear, it is one of the best fourth Doctor stories and maybe one of the best episodes or, or stories, rather, in Classic Who. Um, this is like a really famous one, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like deep dive quandaries about should I, shouldn't I kind of stuff that, uh, that I'm looking forward to. And then we'll be, uh, then we will be in a mad dash, uh, to the end of the season. Uh, and after we complete the end of the season, we'll have our next timey wimey, which will be our first timey wimey in 2020. And if you guys remember 2020 is the year of Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering yeah. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure uh, around about the end of February. And then we'll cover Bill and Ted's bogus journey in late April so that we will be ready for Bill and Ted Face the Music, which comes out in theaters on August 21st. So we'll be um, going to catch that in the theaters and doing an episode on that one. So that all of our timey-wimey's up to that point. It's all going to be Bill and Ted. If there was a fourth movie, we would do that one too. But In fact, the only other timey-wimey we have that year is interstellar yeah that's like. in that's in november so wow um, so unless, there was- unless we find another uh christmas timey wimey that we can just jam in there <laughs> Which, i mean if anyone has recommendations go ahead but i feel like we're running out of episodes like that <laughs> yeah yeah so if you've got a if you've got a thought on that if you have a time travel based christmas story uh i whether it's movie TV show, book, anything you got out there, uh, throw it our way that we'll put it in the list for next year. So guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is this other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia and information. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. Singular. Shout outs to Victor and Jared for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian where you can direct message us or email us at Noobs in the at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. You can find all these links plus the full show notes at noobs and the Make sure wherever you found us that you subscribe, leave us a rating, like us, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. Live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the velvety smooth tones uh. of the news. <laughs> <laughs> Got him.